you know, what's happened here in the past five years is the rise of these marketing technologists and marketing operations teams that are based inside the marketing org and increasingly take more of the responsibility for finding, selecting, operating, really making successful these technology tools for the marketing organization. 90% of the marketing automation discussion. Welcome everybody to the Marketing Automation Discussion. I'm your host, Alex Glenn, and today is a good day because we have with us the VP of Platform Ecosystem at HubSpot. Now, this guy is no joke. He's the program chair at the MarTech Conference. He's the editor of ChiefMarTech.com. Scott's educational background is as follows. He got his BS from Columbia in computer science. Then he goes on to get his master's from Harvard in computer science. And to top that off, Scott received an MBA from MIT. Now, Scott and I were connected by Kyle Lacey at Lessonly. So thank you very much, Kyle, for the introduction. Now, today we are going to talk about the democratization of MarTech, marketing technology. We're going to talk about where HubSpot fits in in the big picture what's coming from HubSpot, of course, but more importantly, where Scott sees the industry trending with regards to both feature sets and user interactions, as well as user understanding of what it means to be a marketing tech professional. Now, Scott, why don't you start by explaining what exactly a VP of Platform Ecosystem does at HubSpot? Sure. VP of Platform Ecosystem. So my responsibility at HubSpot is to help HubSpot better engage with the community of other software providers uh, in the broader MarTech and sales tech uh, landscape. Uh, you know, so finding other products, other providers that can be complementary to the solutions that HubSpot offers, helping them get integrated uh, into our platform and then working with them to promote their solutions to our customers. All right, great. So now that we've been introduced to Scott, we know why he's here and what we're here to discuss, and we're all on the same page with what MarTech is. Let's go ahead and talk about trends in the industry. So Scott, what's happening in the industry that interests you most and has to do with enabling sales and marketing to do more better? So I think the most exciting thing that's happening in marketing is this democratization of technology. And I think we could look at it almost as two stages of democratization. There's what's been happening for the past five years, which is really exciting. Uh, and then we can talk a little bit about where it may go in the next five years. For the past five years, the big shift is what used to be in the hands of IT organizations, right? If you were a marketer and you needed a certain set of technology capabilities, you generally had to turn to your IT folks um, and wait for them. Uh, to get that capability <clears throat> versus, um, you know, what's happened here in the past five years is the rise of these marketing technologists and marketing operations teams that are based inside the marketing org and increasingly take more of the responsibility for finding, selecting, operating, really making successful these technology tools for the marketing organization. And if you were a small business, you know, five years ago, okay, you didn't have an IT team doing this necessarily but um, you were somewhat limited in the marketing technology that you could bring to bear. 
And now that is definitely not the case, right? I mean, you just have a plethora of solutions available that are incredibly affordable. I mean, certainly HubSpot is is one of them, but uh, I mean, even within HubSpot, uh, our ecosystem has just dozens and dozens of really cool vendors that extend the capabilities we do, uh, complement it, um, that are very affordable for SMBs. So that 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 shift from what used to be very uh, you know big and expensive and required IT to now in the hands of marketing tech and operations leaders. Uh, small business owners, uh, yeah, that's that's been a f- just incredible shift. Mm-hmm. So empowering the founders, empowering the marketing teams is a big part of it, of course. And uh, just in my short career, my ten-year career, um, I went from you know having to involve development in any sort of marketing automation to the point where some founders I work with know more about the marketing automation systems than I do because they're DIY founders that really like to just roll up their sleeves and build it out themselves. Um, And in that scenario, uh, we are in a world where the enablement of MarTech is in a totally different realm as it was three years ago, which puts a lot of pressure on companies like HubSpot to come up with new, better, faster because the founders and the marketers are leveraging every aspect of the tool and the industry is shifting. So it's one part price. The tools of today are becoming more accessible because it's not just a monthly per user price drop, but there's also the factor of not having to involve a developer, not having to involve IT, like you mentioned. So you can go from one day not having any marketing automation to 12 hours later having a CRM with data, tags, statuses, and campaigns that get triggered based on those statuses at a pixel to your website, and you're off and running. So that puts a lot of pressure back on HubSpot. That changes the industry and it makes it a situation where, you know, we have to foresee trends that are coming in a world where the founder is going to be executing these processes and is going to know what marketing automation means. Not that it's just a cost on a balance sheet. He's going to actually have touched that system at some point and really understand what it does. So let's talk about hypotheses. Let's talk about what you foresee happening in the world of marketing technology and then tie it back to the democratization of the technology. Yeah, well, I think um, you really put your finger on it here that, you know, it's there's a certain amount of this that is a cost curve just in the tools themselves. And you're right, there's just always constant pressure for any vendor in this space, you know, to continually offer more, uh, you know, greater value. But the real cost savings are the fact that you don't need specialists to run this stuff. You don't need specialists to execute it, that really anyone, you know, I mean, I guess if you're the uh, DIY uh, owner, you can, you know, certainly do that. But, you know, even if you're a larger organization, you know, it's a big difference between having to have like a very highly paid developer type person do this versus having something that any one of your marketing managers is empowered to be able to go in and build the campaign and build the landing page and, you know, run it out, be able to get the analytics of it, report on it, understand it. Um, <clears throat> I think we're just only going to see more of that over the next five years. It's going to continue to accelerate the sorts of capabilities that the average marketer is going to be able to do 
Yeah, it's um, it's going to feel like uh, <laughs> science fiction, uh, you know, in some ways. I'll give you one example, right? I mean, even just this idea of, you know, apps. You know, it used to be if you wanted to build an app, you needed a software engineer. Well, you know, now we've got these low-code and no-code platforms that are coming up, drag and drop, uh, where, yeah, actually anyone can build an app. And that might be a mobile app. It might be a web app. It might be a bot Um you know, so yeah, average uh, you know marketer is going to have uh, superpowers. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I can tell you this from my development with marketing automation, going from junior level marketer using one or two tools, using the smaller end tools, using the single use case tools like the Mailchimp's of the world or the individual CRMs, going from that world to learning how to obviously integrate all of the systems, which I think takes you into that realm of now you're past the having to go off to another department to commit that next step. And now you're in that world where the marketer can implement the tools. Fast forward and the real value of marketers in five years from now is not just the fact that they can build the system and they understand the system and they can run the system, but a world where they can plug and play and they understand the benefits, both on the cost side, on the speed side, and on the flexibility side of deciding whether or not that tool is the best or what use cases require or deem necessary to use an all-encompassing tool versus plugging and playing. And you become a use case expert. And I don't know if that makes a ton of sense, but the specific premise I'm considering is the value proposition of a marketing automation expert is not have you built this system before, but can you give me five variations of this system that could potentially either save me money or save me time? And then can you build it out for me? Moving from the citizen technologist that's a specialist to the citizen technologist that is both a specialist in marketing automation, but also a specialist in the strategy aspect and understanding how these systems talk to each other, something like that. Now, Scott, your plan to stay relevant. And this is where I think when I put out the questions in the communities about HubSpot and having you on today, you know, a lot of people had technology specific questions, feature based questions. I got rid of most of those. I kept the AI question, which we'll touch on in a minute, but specific to democratization of technology and specific to the technology itself, what would you say your plan is to stay relevant in this space? Sure. So this, uh, my focus here at HubSpot is with this journey we're on from having come from being primarily a product company focused mostly on our own products that we build to becoming truly a platform company where we don't look at it as just our products. We look at our products plus this entire ecosystem of partners uh, who are collaborating with us uh, to bring a much richer set of capabilities uh, to customers. And this goes far beyond on MarTech, uh, you know, it's how do you integrate uh, all these things that HubSpot can do with uh, all sorts of adjacencies, you know. Um, so I, I, I think, uh, yeah, uh, this, this journey, uh, it, it, we've made tremendous progress in this past year. Uh, I think we've got a lot of work to do in the next couple of years ahead as well, too. Um, and we will keep working on making the product a better platform product. Uh, and I will keep working on reaching out to the ecosystem here and making sure that uh, 
yeah, we find uh, ways we can make uh, our existing partners more successful uh, and new partners who could have a great opportunity collaborating with us as well. Yeah, and I think it's more of, of just what's happening with HubSpot, the power of your platform and how you've just continued to build and continue to stay relevant while in that time period, you can list out how many tools have come and gone and how many tools have tried to do what you guys have done, but failed and stayed in their lane. Maybe they tried to go upstream a little bit, or maybe they tried to add on marketing automation to a CRM, but failed. You know, the trend line for marketing automation, it goes steadily up in 2017 and then dips a little bit. You guys are going up, up and to the right. So it's not that marketing automation is becoming more of a popular keyword or the pain points are getting higher. It's more of you guys are just continuing to be the most relevant name in marketing automation. And that to me is just like, I mean, I commend you guys and what you guys have been able to do. And it's it's a situation where from a marketing standpoint, I just love everything that you guys have been able to do with accommodation to this high speed, high velocity industry. It's incredible. Well, you know, like everybody here, it, uh, I wake up every morning and I just discovered new things that are happening in MarTech. Uh, the space is changing so fast uh, that uh, nobody, uh, certainly me among everyone else here, you know, you can't just sort of sit back and say, oh, okay, I understood this last month. Uh, so clearly the industry is going to be the same today. Every day changes, uh, which is exciting, terrifying, a lot of work, a lot of fun. So if, if ever you feel overwhelmed, rest assured, Everybody, anybody who is in any way connected to MarTech uh, feels uh, feels overwhelmed by the pace of change. That's uh, just the new normal. In my mind and in my experience, it's necessary for me to connect with someone like you. Even though I may not use HubSpot right now, it may not be relevant. I have to know everything that's going on just like you do in order to be the best at your job and to give as much value back to HubSpot as a platform. You have to connect with those people. You have to kind of understand the way they see things and have those conversations and your conference as well as your blog is a perfect opportunity to go ahead and do that and tie it all back in and the subject matter expertise versus thought leader i believe you can you can be perceived as a thought leader simply based on your title and based on some content that you push out but to be a thought leader or sorry to be a subject matter expert you really have to know your stuff you really have to live it on a daily basis thousand hours type stuff. So, um, so let's do this. I mean, uh, let's, let's get back to the crowd questions. I put out, um, a little, uh, post on the LinkedIn group, as well as a, a Slack, uh, workstation that we have a bunch of really smart people in, and I have a cool, a uh, bunch of questions for you. I think you agreed to answer a few of them uh, and we have time to do so. So let's see if we can answer five questions here. Rapid fire. The first is, from uh, Stefan at Sales Torch. And he says HubSpot just integrated video in their platform through Vidyard. Would love to hear about how you see future of video in sales, service, and marketing. So pretty broad question. You can boil it back down to how it relates to you and your job, but go ahead and touch on video and HubSpot. Yeah, I mean, the short answer is, uh, you know, video's on fire. I mean, it's a preferred content format for so many use cases. You know, and I think it's uh, actually great, you know, in the position we have to be able to see use cases across the marketing org, the sales org, the customer success, customer service organizations. Um, so, yeah, I only see that uh, continuing to accelerate. 
Got it. And any other product advancements, features, anything around video that you guys are quote unquote doubling down on that would be relevant right now that you can mention? So, uh, yeah, I think they shoot me if I talk about uh, future product releases, but I can say from an ecosystem perspective, right? It's not just the video capabilities that HubSpot has, uh, you know, natively now. Uh, we also have an incredible set of partners for helping with everything from how you create different kinds of videos to, you know, technology for, uh, you know, uh, uh, webinars have been advancing, you know, on the video side here tremendously as well, too. So, yeah, lots of capabilities out there in the video ecosystem. Got it. That's exciting stuff. Um, okay, so... Let's move on. Now, Krish at fireflies.ai, he asks, I'd be really curious if their support is more tailored around messaging and email or even voice calling in the near future. Yeah, I think today it's more messaging and email. Uh, you know, what we see is uh, the capabilities of our support product are, you know, based around ticketing, uh, knowledge base, customer satisfaction. Uh, you know, I mean, there's web interactions that happen around that too. Uh, and having all that stuff come to a common system of record. Um, uh, I, ca I can't comment about the future functionality, but I do agree that the number of channels through which customers are seeking service uh, is expanding, and I expect uh, we'll keep pace with that. Yeah, and I think where he's getting at, knowing Krish and knowing Fireflies, I think he's getting at more of the ability to have a voice uh, interaction with your marketing automation campaign be supported in a way that like an email interaction is supported inside HubSpot. So voice is, voice is obviously a big proponent of new marketing stacks and how you use voice, whether it's um, calling or allowing them to to chat with you via voice in, on the front end. But moving on, Ron from Hoodle.com, what are the new platform trends that Scott sees looking ahead? We touched on this, but anything you didn't mention, go ahead and mention it there. Sure. Well, I think uh, everyone is uh, sort of headed towards this open platform world. I mean, open, open, open. Um, including uh, this idea of co-opetition, uh, you know, that even companies that are competitive uh, to a certain degree, we're also seeing them integrate with each other, you know, because there's customer overlap uh, inevitably uh, and helping those mutual customers be successful ends up being good for everyone. Uh, so I really see the, the mission is for, you know, all of us MarTech vendors to make integration as seamless and as easy for our customers as possible. I think we're increasingly up to the task. I believe so. And the trend line speaks to that. And I like that keyword, co-opetition. Um, so bringing in your competitors, leveraging some of the value that your competitors have, tie them in, don't box them out, right? Okay, so Nolan from Clemens.io, he asks about integrations with chatbots. So that's an easy one. You guys have a chatbot solution, correct? <laughs> yes, <laughs> so uh, two thumbs up. Uh, but again, you know, uh, speaking of co-opetition, we also have integrations in our ecosystem with many other chatbot providers too, like uh, Intercom and Drift. Love it, all right, moving on. That was an easy one. Uh, two last questions here. So. Uh, Ryan from Infinigro asks, it would be interesting to know if HubSpot's vision of AI in marketing and its practical role in the HubSpot platform. So knowing about AI and its role in the HubSpot platform, anything you can say about that? So the AI work at HubSpot is very practical uh, in the way we're looking to use it. Mostly, uh, you know, machine learning uh, focused on everything from lead scoring to the optimal time to send a prospect an email, uh, you know, just as... Uh, 
as we get more data, uh, you know, from more customers, from more kinds of touch points, uh, there's just increasing opportunities for us to apply machine learning. Uh, yeah, to understand algorithmic ways we can optimize all these different capabilities for our customers. I love it. I love it. And we're almost out of time here. So uh, without diving in too deep, I just got back from, well, just a number of months ago, but I went to the AI Summit and VPs of marketing, directors of marketing, CMOs, all seeming to be very, very confused with the difference between AI and machine learning, confused in the sense that they mistake machine learning for AI. Can you just give us high level differences between machine learning and AI? Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, the joke goes that, uh, you know, AI is anything we can't do yet and machine learning is anything we can. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, machine learning is a subset uh, of AI. Uh, you know, it's generally a very data driven, uh, you know, like uh, almost sometimes called statistics at speed and scale, a little bit more than that, you know, modeling and whatnot, but it's very much about looking at data, finding patterns, extrapolating from those patterns, uh, making decisions. There are many other kinds of AI, right? Uh, you know, natural language, uh, you know, processing is a whole field of AI, both for, you know, interpreting language, for being able to do generative uh, language. Um, so uh, yeah, the AI field is very, very large. Machine learning is a very, you know, well-defined subset of that. And most of the things that people are doing in MarTech uh, are actually in that machine learning category. That's really what I was getting at. People are confused because the dot AIs of the world confuse them. You need to understand that um, you have data that's being collected on you or any given data set, and you can apply algorithms to that data set to make predictive responses, whether that's a new landing page that shows you content based on your historical interactions with the website or email, et cetera. That's a machine learning. It's a necessity to create AI, but it is not AI. So I'm glad you guys take the practical approach and not the approach that some marketers take where they claim AI when it's not AI. I'm sorry, some brands take where they claim AI when it's not AI. So I love it. Uh, this has been a very awesome, open, honest conversation about the future of democratization of MarTech and your role in that democratization. I think you are at the forefront. And by that, I mean, you should be number one, I believe for that keyword, your, uh, your blog post that I will link to. So because we're marketing automation experts, Scott, we're going to segment our audience and we're going to give them some calls to action. So why don't you give us a call to action for speakers, CEOs, and influencers in the space that want to get involved in your conference? Go ahead. Great. Uh, well, we have a call for speakers for our 2019 spring event open now. Go to chiefmartech.com. You'll see the post for that. Got it. And next we have startups that uh, want to get involved in HubSpot, but may have a misconception that it is out of their price range. What can they do? Oh, goodness. Come to HubSpot.com and uh, you can download a free version of all of our tools. Give it a try. I have not heard a cheaper price than free. So that's a great call to action for all you startups out there to try out HubSpot if you want to. Now, finally, the uh, upstream organization leads that may want to switch. Maybe they're on Marketo or whatever, and they want to come and join 
HubSpot. I assume that's just a HubSpot.com or is there a specific funnel for the larger enterprise level heads of market? Oh, start with HubSpot.com. Again, actually even too, you might want to download a free version just to see it. Uh, but then, yeah, we can certainly, uh, you know, uh, connect on the phone number right there to uh, talk to someone who can walk through a more advanced implementation. Got it. And finally, for you, if anyone wants to connect with you, would you like them to do it on Twitter, LinkedIn, all of the above? What should I link to? Sure. Uh, so I am at Chief Martech uh, without the H at the end uh, on Twitter and uh, yeah, SJ Brinker on LinkedIn. I love it. And I'll link to all this in the notes. Uh, it'll all be on the automated.af blog. So check that out. I'm Alex Glenn. That's Scott Brinker, the VP of Platform Ecosystem for HubSpot.com. We are lucky to have Scott and thank you for the time. I believe we're two minutes shot, so we're good. So thank you, sir. Let's chat offline. And again, this has been great. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. Talk soon. Bye. 90% Conversational of the market. I think I'm joking. The marketing automation discussion.